welcome to Latin Con Orgullo with your hosts, Elizabeth and Gabby. Latin Con Orgullo is a podcast designed to explore the diversity of Latinidad, taboo topics that can inform our listeners on the issues relevant to our community. Each episode will include the thoughts of those identifying as first-generation, immigrants, and anything in between. We hope to empower you to be vulnerable and share your stories. So traite una silla y acompáñanos en nuestra conversación para reírnos, educarnos y fortalecer a nuestra comunidad. Buenas y bienvenidos a otro episodio de Latin con Orgullo. In this episode, we will talk about Latin love stories on screen, what Latino stories are currently, what they are currently on screen, and what stories should be told moving forward. Again, this conversation will be talked about from the perspective of, uh, from a heterosexual perspective, but we look forward to inviting members of the LGBTQ community to share their perspectives on their to- on this topic too. So again, why we decided to talk about this topic. Um, Gabby, I want to start with you because I, I, I think you... <coughs> Okay. <laughs> um, I guess for me, I want to talk about it just because, um, well, I guess I'm hearing upon other conversations too about love and in the BIPOC community. Um, I realized that TV has a big influence on how we perceive love and, um, and I think for me, like how I perceived it as a child as well. Um, and so we'll get into, I'll get into that side of my perspective um, yeah, and I think it's a I think it's a fun conversation, and I hope I don't know if many have thought about this. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what everyone has to say and um, hear comments on it. And sorry, I'm I'm a little sick while we're recording this, so I'm sorry if I sound a little raspy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think for me, on it's on the same note. I think one thing I will add is that I always feel that whenever I see Latino characters, two Latino characters, it's always like white people and brown people, their relationship is always portrayed from like a white savior identity. And on TikTok, I see it all the time where like girls who are Mexican marry a white man and how they're so accepted into the culture and I've also seen it in, in real life where people have told me, oh, like, because he just is not as out there as brown people or brown men are. So, yeah. And I think Hollywood for sure plays a role into that. And, and, and that's why we wanted to talk about this. So, yeah. yeah for, okay. for sure. And, um... I guess leading on to this, we should share a little bit about our experiences um, with media, I guess, from growing up or till now, too, um, of the, I guess, love stories that we've seen that are Latina, Latino related. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So what TV shows did you watch, Gabby? I'll ask (laughs) you first. Okay. Um, Well, yeah, growing up, like. I guess a lot of stuff on Disney Channel, um, some stuff, I guess, on Univision that was, like, more designated for kids, like Dora, um, La Novela Esa de... There's, like, this one novela that... I think it's called Alebrijes in something Oh, else. yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. And then, um, like, Nickelodeon, stuff like that. Um, I, the biggest love story that I remember, like, first off was, of course, like, High School Musical. Um, and then... I, of course, as a girl, like, as a young girl, I was going to like her because I'm like, her name is Gabriela. Like, so after a while, you start telling, you can tell that she's Latina because of her mom, mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't, uh, like, say it exclusively. Um, and then she gets Troy and stuff, and it looks so cool. And, like, Troy is, like, a heartthrob. Like, so <clears throat> I was, like, so infatuated by, by that love story. Um, La Familia Peluche is one that um, I think Elizabeth has mentioned previously, yeah. so I'll like, <laughs> talk about that one. Um, what else? Um, let me see. Hannah Montana, which is a, yeah, Hannah Montana was Hannah Montana. Um, I think now, like, there are uh, not even many more than when I was growing up, but, like, I know Hentified is one that, um, I really like their love story, and I'll touch on it later, um, because I feel like it's very natural, normal to, um, Latino folk, um, Latin folk, um, it's that one's more 
like it's not a struggle love story um but yeah that's a that's a good example of a modern one yeah um for me i think i remember saying like i feel like all i watched i did watch disney channel but and phineas and ferb is like the one that i remember because isabella and uh, phineas (laughs) she was like obsessed with him (laughs) is she she's asian or she's I thought she was Latina because she would speak Spanish in the TV show. Oh, I think she is Latina. Yeah. <laughs> she is Latina because I remember she, from her mom. Yeah, she was like obsessed with Phineas. And that was insane. And he, and he didn't care about her. <laughs> so, I think towards the end because he started growing up. Yeah. Yeah. But las novelas, uh, now that you say Alebrijes, like Alebrijes, the girls, like they were so toxic. Yeah. From a young age. And there's this other novela of a little girl que tiene los bangs, que está vestida como de um, amarillo. I don't know if you remember it. Es que no me acuerdo cómo se llama la novela. Um, y la niña, like she's very toxic, the girl. And she's like, tiene que ser mío. And I like still see like videos on TikTok about like, girls um talking about how they are like that and it's like no wonder i'm that like that see desde chiquita yo miraba like oh que las niñas on movies and tv were shown to be as toxic there was one that that's like la mochila azul se me hace que era esa and yeah and hay como una there's they i think that's like the first time that i had seen like a a black child as a character in that one do you remember if they have yeah i do remember yeah. that one okay so it might be that one la niña de la mochila azul. um yeah so yeah. and that girl was like crazy like exact crazy exaggerated for like a little kid you know mm-hmm. anyways that yeah I, I think i remember that one but para mí era más como novelas like more novelas i feel like is what comes to mind but I think now TV shows that I really love are, I love Jane the Virgin. Like I absolutely love Jane the Virgin. And that's like one of the TV shows that portrays like a brown character. She's Mexican and I think Cuban or Venezuelan, Venezuelan, Venezuelan and Mexican. Her dad is Mexican. Um, And she's married to two white guys during the entire span of the show. And then what else? Ugly Betty. Oh, Ugly Betty I also love one. Ugly Betty. And then Superstore, which is the same actress, it's also a white character. Like, it's, um, what's her name? Ferreira? America Ferreira. America Ferreira. And the other guy, I don't know what his name is. I didn't see and Ugly Betty English version. I, did, I saw both of them. So I that's like. the Spanish one. Yeah. I saw the English one too, and I really liked it. So. And La Rosa de Guadalupe. La Rosa de Guadalupe. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, know they I have watched... an episode on like oh like mi hijo es negro or something like that. Oh yeah, the TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah I, I watch similarly like a lot of the novelas too. Um, but yeah, I watch a lot of Disney content as well. Yeah, yeah. But I think the same thing. Like uh, Troy and Gabriella was like I was. I think I had a period. I feel like we all did, where we just were obsessed with High School Musical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And obsessed with Troy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I was like, Zac Efron, but he continues. Yeah, I'm like, he's the only white boy that I ever did, like, was infatuated with. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I guess on to our next point. Um, How did did love stories that you saw on TV impact you? Like, when you were growing up, especially? Um, I don't know. I I think I mentioned this before, like, because I was watching a lot of um, novelas and stuff, I don't feel like I, I specifically thought about white boys necessarily. Mm-hmm. I feel like I thought, thought about it more in the sense of, like, colorist ideals from our community specifically, like, oh, like, because um, a lot of the people in novelas are very, like, light-skinned. Or, like, oh, from yes. literally from Europe. Like, Sebastian Rulli is from Europe. Angelique Boyer, French. Um, so. I think, actually, Sebastian Rulli is Argentinian. But, yeah. He oh, Argentinian. Fits that, like, he very much fits into European beauty standards. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, 
I mean, still to this day, like if you see a novella, it's still they're literally very um very uh Eurocentric. And so Tenocuerta actually, um that series that you showed me has an episode with this lady who is brown and she's not even a um, very dark skin. She has curly hair. Um she was talking about how in novelas, Mexican novelas, a lot of people were telling her like, oh, like you shouldn't be the main character. You're the bad person. Like you don't deserve to be in this novela because you're you're darker. And people were just saying really mean things to her because people are so used to seeing like lighter skin characters on on telenovelas and not people with like curly hair like she did. So I thought it was very, I feel like for me, that was my perspective and the way that I started to grow up. Like I almost started to like hate myself and being brown because of it. Because I all I saw on TV shows were like people with like straight hair and brown and or like light skin. And if they were brown, they were very light skin. So that's that to me was what I saw. But I will say that Latino characters in novelas are very toxic. That's all I saw. Like, that's what I saw was the ideal couple. You know, yeah. like, a struggle, I feel like, was always, like, showed. Like, oh, like, you never have, like, Teresa. Teresa was, like, obsessed with, like, she wanted the poor guy, but the poor guy was poor and he had a lot of problems. And then she wanted to be with the white guy or, like, the rich guy. So... I feel like that 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 was what was sold to me like the whole time. So I I don't think I thought I think Troy was probably the only white guy that I was like yeah. <laughs> I like you. Yeah. But yeah. What about no, you, Gabby? I guess for me, um I yeah, I was lucky enough as a kid that like we at times we were able to have cable, so um <clears throat> I did have access to, like, Disney Channel and stuff, and my mom would make sure, like, because those are their kids' channels, so she probably didn't want me to watch, like, like, too many, like, you know, like, because novelas, sometimes they'd be having sex scenes, too. I know. I, mean, I, I shouldn't be watching them, novelas. <laughs> I Honestly, I, I shouldn't them, have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, yeah. <laughs> but in our households, they don't care. They're just like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, I think watching a lot of Disney Channel, like, especially in the early 2000s you're not going to see a lot of latino characters at all i mean and if they are they're like with white boys um i one one um movie that it's not disney but it's like a dance it's like a cheerleading competition and again like um for me growing up i saw a lot of narratives where the white man was with the latina like even high school musical that it's like a dance movie um mm-hmm. with um it's like cheerleading it's a cheerleading competition and anyways this cheerleader she's like from south central la and this like rich ass white boy like um tries to get at her um do you remember what the movie's called i'm trying to look for it right now oh and also the so the um series i think this is a really good series especially if you are trying to work on your spanish because the network that we're talking about but like from us the that bad spanish yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um so no he's but overall for anyone it's a really good series um he talks about racism and stuff and it's called Versión Extendida con Tena Puerta. um yeah so let me sorry y'all, i'm gonna try to look for it um yeah in Versión Extendida that's where i listened to that episode with that actress who was Mexican and was acting in a telenovela so yeah I for sure recommend it as well yeah I yeah I I'm not gonna find it right now um but yeah and uh anyways like this white guy tries to like act like them like tries to like convince her to date her and stuff like that um and so I think for me like and then from the novela side um I don't think I I didn't really relate to the characters in the novelas either um I think the only one that I kind of related to more was um when Maite Perroni like was in the in novela that where she mm-hmm. was like a girl from she lived in a community where it's like in um poor she yeah, was like, like super dirty. poor yeah yeah she's all dirty and I was like I, that one I was like that's me because I'm like my hair like especially as a little girl like I couldn't like um I didn't know how to deal with it because it's like 
it's like a lot I have a lot of hair and it's wavy <laughs> and if you brush it it starts like puffing up so and the girl she also had puffy hair because she was like poor or whatever couldn't and wouldn't brush her hair so I was like damn that's me <laughs> I remember, I remember the little girl was like, oh, like, me too. Like, I don't like wearing shoes either. Like, at home, like, me and her are the same. But that's, like, the only time where I was like, yeah, me and her are the same. <laughs> but it was, like, the poor character. And she's, like, living in, like, a community where, like, they dump, like, the trash in their community. Yeah, so she's, like, I, I, I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, the only one where I was like, damn, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's the only time that. I was like, yeah. Um... But yeah, I think for me, like with the a lot of the narratives that I saw, like because I didn't feel reflected either in the, the novelas, I was like, in the only time I, with America Ferrera, like women women um have curves is I think the movie. Um, I, I later found out that she's Honduran, and I always saw her, and I felt like so like like I literally felt like she was me, um, because she's bigger, and then also just her facial features, and I was like, makes sense, like she's Central American, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess the narratives for me, they, they push me low-key to think like, oh, like, white men treat you good. Um, so as a little girl, I was like, oh, I want to marry a white man. And then I told my mom heard me. And she was like, you want to marry a white man? And her friends at the time, they were married. They're Latinas married to white men. She's like, men are just men. Like, they're, yeah. in a, it's not because of their race or anything. Como dicen, es el mismo diablo, diferente persona. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think now when I reflect on that, it makes me feel bad um, in the sense that I'm like, damn, like it, it just makes you be more self-aware, I think, um, especially after going to PD PWI and growing up, I didn't really was around. I wasn't really around white boys and then going to college at a PWI. I'm like, it's a whole nother ball of park being in that environment of being like fetishized, which our media does. They fetishize Latinas and that whole narrative of the white man. Um, being with them that's fetishization i would say mm -hmm. um so i'm like nah, now i'm like looking back at everything i'm like oh like i feel bad one that we don't really get to appreciate like um latino men as much as we should i'm like and yeah i, I yeah. think that those i don't i hope that other little girls didn't get the same narrative i did um that you get treated better if you're in a relationship with a white man yeah <laughs> but yeah I'm i Sorry, I was going to say, oh, yeah. I messed up. Es mismo infierno, diferente diablo. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyways, I to that point, um, I, on the fetishizing part and also the part of um, Latino men are not shown really well. So in, have you seen Modern Family? Yes, I have seen Modern Family. Um, Gloria and her ex-husband, he's from, he's Latin American. And Gloria is very fetishized in Modern Family. Like, she's always wearing, like, the super, like, escortado. Um, she, like, her boobs, like, fill the other character. Like, he's obsessed with her. And, like, oh, her the, curves and stuff husband? like that. Yeah, Phil, Claire's husband. Yeah. And then the guy, cuando sale el guy, like, he's portrayed as a very, like, Latin lover character. Like, he's, like, oh, like, he's good with the girls. Like, he's good at talking um and the white guy was like kind of like jealous of him because he was just so good like he's just so good at talking he's good looking i don't know if yeah. you remember the, the the ex of gloria no Manny's i don't because i remember the one where sale fluffy um el comediante oh yeah, yeah and he looks exactly like her kid that's the only episode i've seen where like it has her ex no it's just uh, i think i don't know what his name is but i i've started rewatching it so i i keep on seeing him um, okay. But he's portrayed as a very like Latin lover. When he his relationship with Manny is portrayed as very like um, on and off. Like he's never there for Manny, and he doesn't he he's not a dad basically. Um, and again, like I think that show, like specifically because I started rewatching it again, shows that that Latino men are never shown. They're shown as inconsistent and not good fathers they're latin or like some being um mujeriegos. yeah so yeah i did find the cheerleading movie by the way um okay. it's called bring it on fight to the finish 
Oh, okay. Yeah, and so yeah, that's the one. It's a, I guess it's an entertaining movie. If you, guys, I really like a lot of the dance movies from back in the two thousands because I, I think that was like a whole thing from back then. Um, but yeah, it's a. Well, good I like movie. the Bring It On from with Esta Gabrielle Union. Oh yeah, the the first first one. Yeah, I love yeah, that one. That was a good one too. Um, but yeah, um, I'm like, what is our next thing? Oh, that we want to talk about. It looks like it's J-Lo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I brought her up into this because I feel like J-Lo, she's like, no disrespect or hate towards her, but I'm not always a fan of the movie she's put, put out. And I can kind of see why in the early 2000s, like why she did what she did. Because um, she's just trying to get into the industry. It's like already yeah. hard for her to get into the industry. Um, but she has a lot of rom-coms where um she's with white men and then in some it's not always um visibly said that she's latina um i think in one actually it was like the um wedding planner one she's like portrayed as like italian like that one she's exclusively italian um and so um respect her for wanting to get her coy wanting to get started in the industry um but yeah, like it then made him in the head and I tried looking to see if it says like oh Latina and it doesn't, but I don't know, especially if they're in New York, <clears throat> you can kind of see like, oh you're you got y'all are implying, you know, like she is Latina and then the movie she's like she's made a little tanner too. Um but yeah, and now kind of a little a little a little distaste for the movies that she's currently making too, they're still with white men. Yes. Uh, yeah <laughs> and still putting latino men on blast yeah because the latest one she did with owen wilson maluma was in there but he's like he's like kind of evil he's kind of like narcissistic yeah so maybe i was like at the time when it came out she was with alex rodriguez so i was like oh dang is that alex rodriguez and then this other white guy is whoever the hell she married oh ben affleck. ben affleck i was like dang so did Alex Rodriguez cheat on him? <laughs> well, there were allegations off, that she might that he might have. He, uh, these men, I don't get it. Anyways, J Lo, um, unfortunately, is one of the few J Lo. What J Lo? Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek. Penelope Cruz. Gloria. Penelope Cruz. Um, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. But she's like an alien in a lot of them. Yeah, she's an alien in all of them, but. All the Latina like characters like that we have are very like for sure like on the point that you said. They're so fetishized. Like and those are the only people that we see on screen. Like and it's so hard to get like stories of other Latinas that are not the Glorias with the big boobs and the big ass and so <laughs> and the yeah. accent. Because I think you remember when we were talking one time when you said that it's the what's her name? Gloria from Sofia Vergara. Sofia Vergara, yeah. Sofia Vergara, she didn't even have that much of an accent. But she yeah, I think so she was just career. doing it like over, like exaggerated. Because honestly, Glor she Gloria. Gloria in the show is like literally she's so fucking funny in the show. I think she's funny. I don't think she's the right portrayal of Latinos, in all honesty. <laughs> so, but still. <laughs> Yeah, she, like, very much fits, like, that stereotype, I think, that, like, um white folk kind of expect, I, I think from my experience, like, white, in my, yeah, my experience, like, white folk have expected me to be a certain way, or they're, like, you know, I'm a little extra loud, a little more flamboyant, they're, like, mm, like, typical, like, typical, yeah. you know, like, mm. but, um yeah, she, oh, it's because in the, I don't know, I always, one time I, I was questioning Sofia Vergara's accent, like, I hope, like, I don't know um because i swear like in soul maybe she tried extra hard because she didn't have that many lines in soul plane but i swear like her accent like it didn't have it yeah. wasn't as thick as it was on modern family but i don't know like in the rest of her interviews that she's done lately like it's she just yeah, yeah. she literally sounds like that yeah so i don't know but yeah Ellen i don't know if she makes it thicker or like it's yeah, just yeah maybe she does for or emphasis or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or she just doesn't care enough to like really like because she's like, yeah, this is just me. Yeah. So, but I mean, her like now that I think about it, Manny too in the show, he's like very like uh like a lover's girl or like a 
blind lover. Yeah, like from <laughs> a young age, like two. So I don't know. It's just interesting the way that I wonder who wrote the story. I'm sure it was a white person. But... Yeah, I think it it, it is. Um, yeah, they write her in. Uh, but yeah, J Lo. I'm like, uh, uh, she needs to do. Lo, last year she released two movie, two wedding movies about with her and white men. Yes. I'm like, girl, we need to start pushing. You're J Lo like that. Like, we need to start pushing for, like, not yeah, to put this and... pressure on her, but to put this pressure on her. I'm like, we need to put, we need to drive other projects. And she was mad that people weren't going to her movies. I'm like, we don't go to your movies because you do the same thing. Yeah, every single she's time. had like ten, like twelve movies now, I think, and they're all the only but one is where she's not with a white man. I think. Yeah, so I'm like, of course, I get tired. I mean, whenever I see the movies, I'm like, eh, I only want to watch it because it's J Lo. But yeah, I like it. the cheesy rom coms for the 2000s. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I like rom-coms. So. Okay. And then, I guess this leads me to my next point. Um, I think let's dig a little deeper into, like, the move, the, the content that exists um, for Latin Native love stories. I think one thing that we haven't mentioned is, like, that when we do, like, especially, like, in the Mexican... I've seen this in, like, Mexican cinema. Because um, I have... I watch Cine Latino, and that's where I see the yeah. movies from where they... Um, but a lot of the stories where it includes like a a brown, darker toned man, they're like struggle stories, like hella struggle stories. They're like mm-hmm. maybe a gang member, maybe they're like in some shady business because they don't have like other means to make money. Um, and yeah, it's like that consistent portrayal of like these people like don't get happiness in the end. It's just all like doom and gloom <laughs> when it is yeah. like a very brown man. Yeah, I mean, are there, do you know of any shows that come to mind that show that? I was actually going to look for some right now, because there's this one, and Tenoch Huerta has actually invited him to his YouTube channel. There's this one actor that I'm specifically thinking about, and he he's kind of Oh, like, he's a Latino actor? Yeah. And he's like in every single episode of like, a este, como dice el dicho, or like, I think I know who you're talking about. Hold on, let me look. He's not the one with the curly hair. But he's, he's like almost bald. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's I know like, what you're talking about. In the episode of Tenoch Huerta, he says, Oh, this is like the first man of Prieto that comes in the cinema Mexicano. And he's like broken a lot of barriers for people like with his skin tone. Um, let yeah. me try to look for it. Um, I'll, I'll mention it back. Um but yeah like what's your take elizabeth especially like since i think for you is like more prevalent like um well i think um i can't remember any shows right now i'm gonna be i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna lie to you which is really bad i think i get nervous and then i forget everything that i want to mention but i do want to say that because of the portrayal of the characters and the way that they're shown and that it's always like a struggle love story. I feel like our culture also has a lot to do with it because little kids, I mean, somewhat related, from a young age, they're taught that they can't cry, que tienen que ser hombres, que tienen que tener a la mujer en la casa, or stuff like that. So like from a young age, kids are told like this narrative, and this narrative is then told in our movies. And then girls see that i mean girls i mean for us like yo siempre mira películas i love watching movies like cuando miro like vicente fernandez and antonio aguilar like my 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 boyfriend likes watching all those movies and when i watch them i'm like they're super sexist yeah super sexist and i'm like then we we go out and wonder why latino men are the way they are it's because we inflict all that pain from them from a young age and then Girls don't, I mean, I don't know if it's whose fault it is. I don't, like, I've grappled with this for a long time. But stories that we show, like, have a lot of meaning. And especially to young girls. Y por eso después ya no quieren, like, they don't want to be with Latino men. And we do a disservice to young Latino men. Yeah. 
because I feel like we're like, oh, they're always like this, like this is just how they are. Like we, I feel like we we shit on them a lot, and to sometimes, I, sometimes I'm not like, like some they need to work, they need to work on it, because sometimes they say something and they do something that I'm like, mm, like that shit was really bad. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I feel like I don't want to continue like shitting too hard on like um, Latino men because I'm like that's like that's their community as well and mm-hmm. especially I feel like in this age where we're which it's great to have feminism I know in Latin America like right now they're having a big wave of like movements because of feminicide um but I don't know I think now it's just like like fuck men like um fuck fuck whatever they're doing like just like the attitude like why like sincerely like why are a lot of men like doing like doing things that are so misogynistic that are so like in a sense like oppressing women I think that's like a a, a bigger question that we also need to ask because I'm like I don't know if like reforming the police system like is if that's gonna help like if we can even reform like in in Latino countries like what we do like when it comes to feminicide or like just oppressing women so I'm like I mean is that another way to start is like looking at them and asking like why are you like this basically (laughs) or like what do you need so you're not like this or like yeah what help basically but I did find the the character um that his his, the actor's name is um Luis Fernando Peña and he's been in a lot of um um movies about yeah Yeah, he's been a gang member in a lot of them yeah um Destino Mara is one um streeters he's uh la sorpresa uh what other one i always see him in um como dice el dicho he's like a side character always that's why i remember him i i feel like i do remember him but i don't know if he okay yeah i i i'm trying to remember um Oh, Victorio is, oh my god, yes, Victorio is the one that I really remember, he's with his girlfriend, and, um, yeah, he's, like, a reckless Mara gang, the, the description's, like, he's a reckless Mara gang member, and a beauty who knows no fear looks, look into each other's eyes and fall in love forever, and then Victoria would sacrifice anything for, for this girl is what I'm assuming it says, <laughs> sorry, I have to load it, um, yeah, so, yeah, like, um, that struggle love story again. He's a gang member, his girl, and, like, his girl looks like she's been through it. <laughs> Her makeup has, like, she has, like, black eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that visibly when I'm talking about this, about this um, struggle love story. Um, but, yeah, I hadn't thought about, like, how what you're saying of, like, machismo and stuff. Like, yeah, like, that media, like... Um, oh, something that came to mind is a lot of the narco telenovelas that salen en Telemundo. Um, like, one that I really loved as a child was, and I should not be watching, I should not be watching this. Las Muñecas de la Mafia. <laughs> la que? Las Muñecas de la Mafia. It's a Colombian um, novela. Oh, okay, I don't okay. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Well, that shit was my favorite show growing up. <laughs> I should not have been watching it. I'll give you guys, like, a quick little synopsis, but this show is basically, like, um what's it called it's about these like five girls from like different backgrounds hay una que es bien rica y otra que she's like from el barrio like the other one that um there's a couple that are from el barrio um and yeah they se están se empiezan a involucrar con un narco um and just that lifestyle because they're trying to have more stuff and like one of them gets like the guy like brands her butt like forces her to get like bat, butt implants boob implants um yeah it's like fucking crazy um but i liked it because i'm like okay bad bitches like on your coin (laughs) 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 yeah sorry i'm gonna cuss in this podcast probably a little bit more that's my form of expression so (laughs) 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 like yeah i was like okay like you're like (laughs) (laughs) but i loved it um, but yeah, like it's a it was a sexist novella. Like it was like putting men on pedestal. Like shit, we yeah. see usually that catered to men is like guns and drugs and like these model women and you treating these women bad. 
Um, <laughs> and I'm like, there's this one plot in the movie, in the in the novela, though, that this, like, the biggest narco, he falls in love with this girl that she's, like, super, like, street smart. Um, and they actually end up, like, good in the end, like, but she's, like, really fucking young compared to him. They're, like, they have at least, like, a, a I think a 20-year difference in age. And in the end of the novela, they, they're the one, only ones that, like, todavía se quedan juntos, like, he treats her good, I guess. They live in this little broken down house because he's, like, running from, like, the police. But son los nicos que más o menos terminan bien. Porque la otra, the rich girl, she ends up being a maid in the end. The other one, she gets killed. And oh. some other ones, like, I don't remember how they end up. I started watching this other show called this the Acapulco on Apple TV. Oh, okay. One of the uh, one of the ladies is uh, like Salvadorian or Hondureña, and she's Mexican. Um, on the show, yeah, on the show. Oh, okay, but she she sounds like a Mexican. I, she... I don't have no complaints. So <laughs> she's neutralized her accent. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because honestly... Mexicans have a very particular way of speaking. Porque in una de las actors, I mean, we're getting off topic now, but yeah. the the one of the actors she's colombian uh, that's she w- migrated because of some tumor oil that happened in colombia and now she's in acapulco and working in the tourism industry so she you can hear her colombian accent you can hear when it's authentic like she's actually from colombia like you can say habla like cuando because she's in love with a mexican guy and she's actually going to marry a white guy which is also again the portrayal of the white character uh, the white savior character um but yeah she you can tell like the differences in the accents cuando ella habla con el mexicano y cuando yeah. el mexicano habla because i i know what a mexican sound like it's very distinct sound yeah. we talk slower cuando ella yeah. habla no la entiendo because i just don't speak fast yeah um yeah colombian accents say it, it depends where you go but like i love the like hard pronunciation on the c i'm like like they just have that and i just know yeah. like that's just theirs um yeah, they also say vos a lot, um, like so, such a lot of Central Americans do. I don't know what it is, but I don't I don't know if this is like something specific to Central Americans, but I feel like we have an easier time neutralizing our accent when, when we're trying to fit in with yeah. like Mexican individuals. It's because once we start stop using the slang and then we kind of we start slowing down how we speak because I've noticed that like sometimes I speak fast in Spanish, but I remember like, oh, I got to slow down. Yeah, um, Mexican people speak slower for sure. Yeah. I I'm I just, just when I meet other people from other places, I'm like, wait, hold on, I don't understand what you're saying. You have to say it slower, because everyone else, like from Central America or from like other places, they speak so fast, and we don't speak that fast. I think the further south you go or into the Caribbean, like it starts getting faster. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, like Dominicans or Cubans or yeah. Peruvians, like it starts getting faster. So. For sure. But again, to the point of Latino, <laughs> la- well, I mean, I literally just said Acapulco was released what a year ago, I think second season. Yeah. And they still show the Latino. Well, that one it actually failed. It wasn't the white, but the Colombian girl did not marry the white guy. Um, because she was actually in love with the Mexican guy. And her mom didn't want her to marry the Latino girl. She only wanted him to get married because she wanted to save the hotel. And she wanted to prove to the investors that she loved the Mexican community. But she's Colombian, so that doesn't make sense. She's like, mm, close enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she was like, why does everyone here speak English? Why doesn't everyone speak Spanish? And the guy was like, oh, like, you have to, like, she was, like, on a rush to, like, prove to the people that she was, she loves Mexican culture and that she's willing to do anything to show that she loves it so much so she made her son marry the other girl and then she ended up telling them to separate when she got the investors to put money in so that's anyways but that's crazy yeah well i guess so to to our last point um you know like what why do you think there is importance in in showing more well what what stories would you like to see and why do you think it's important? I would like to see, I don't know. I feel like I would, we're doing a disservice to like young little boys who don't like see themselves on screen. 
and we always portray them in a, in a bad way. And I wish that we would show like I wish little kids had more young boy young brown boys had more of a chance to just dream, just to 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 be brown and to be happy and to be allowed to cry and to do whatever. Um, I don't know how how easy that's gonna be because Hollywood, if something doesn't sell, like if it doesn't sound like itself. I don't know if it's going to happen. So at that point, I would say, um, I mean, digital media is you can do whatever you want. You can animate whatever you want. So if there's people that know how to animate and are brown and want to share those stories, like, by all means, please share that because YouTube is powerful. Anyways, and why it's important I don't know. I feel like it's an issue of general of the general society, like us as women and us as men. I would say more so men because men are the ones. I think both. Ah, this is hard. We are both responsible for the way that we have inflicted pain on young kids, and I think it's up to us, like our generation, to say no to like that ideal that men can't cry men can't do this because it's affecting our kids like suicide rates for men are like incredibly high and hollywood is a, a short part of it or a part of it the problem but yeah if there are people who are directors like please like share stories that show the authenticity of latino men and not the struggle love story i think we deserve to see the beautiful love stories too and not the the pain and the struggle um yeah like if you're past a certain shade of brown like if you're even yeah even that lady you said that her curly hair she was like not even on the darkest of the spectrum but like damn like why are we made gang members or like we're like ghetto like even that one oh the one show on netflix where it's like los pobres y los ricos yeah the ghetto vecinos sí ajá even them, like, down there, like, the, the ghetto family, like, they were from the, the barrio, and they were, like, um, they were struggling, and they killed off the two main characters later on. I know, they did. I was like, dang, this show sucks. But it was actually pretty good actors. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that show, too, like, the same thing. But, yeah. Yeah. Shows, like, I, yeah, I just wish, like, there's a way to be comedic about it too, I feel like. But it's just like the shows are not shown enough. Yeah. I was listening to something that was they were talking about marketing, about the marketing specifically for shows that are like brown. Um a lot of people who work in marketing are white. So when you do marketing, you you literally have to get to know the audience and know what the audience is like you literally have to know like what shit they do, where they go on the weekends. To, to know how to do marketing and to show the marketing to them. So a lot of people who are execs and producing like brown shows, they don't know how to put those shows out there for brown people because they literally don't know brown people. Yeah, and I think um, with the latest release of like, let's say um, Black Panther, that was like great. Like the Nakwarta, like he, I feel like it made him feel truly empowered. Um, he's like a really great advocate. I think all all throughout, um, for more people of darker tones to be, like seen on screen. Like it, it caused like a. I saw that it caused like a whole thing in Mexico. Like people were, some white whiter individuals were were calling him out. Um, um, for like I think even one lady went out and said like. Oh, like, why didn't they choose like a uh, un actor de piel más blanca? And I'm like, are you kidding me, lady? <laughs> like, did you yeah, not? Like, I saw that. I was like, you get yeah. all the roles, ma'am. Shut up. Yeah, and I think no. I think honestly, at that point, like, I was super thankful that the black director like chose to um, create that narrative that he did and adding Mesoamerican culture to Black Panther. Um, the fucking track he attached to to the movie w- is amazing. Like, if you guys have time, I- I'm a big fan of music, and I I like to listen. Yeah, I'm a nerd about those uh, music stuff. Um, and he invited like Mayan rappers to like rap on the track. Um, he um invited like a Guatemalan lady to like record. I I can't understand because she uh, speaks in the Maya- Mayan dialect. Um, I can't understand it, but I was just like, this is so cool that we have this now, because Mayan culture has 
um, continuously been erased. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, like this population is extinct. And, and unfortunately for a lot of countries, like I know in El Salvador, like, um, honestly, they had a, a an indigenous genocide not even too long ago, like in 1932. Um, and so a lot of people don't have like a big presence of, of indigenous culture anymore. Like people have exterminated in the sense or have really just gotten rid of a lot of things to due to colonization um but yeah like like honestly freaking kudos to that director i don't know what his name is i it's like i think his last name is like kugler or something i don't even know yeah ryan kugler ryan kugler okay <laughs> it's like i don't want to mess it up but um yeah like because he didn't have to include us he didn't really have to include us and he did a great job in like um working with other people and like really getting to learn like what that culture entails and he even added like a scene where it's like you can see people getting like the indigenous folk like getting call it like just maltreated and what that whole depiction of colonization looked um so i'm hoping that we get more stories like that um yeah yeah i agree um, yeah i had to go off on that because i was like no he deserves like he deserves a standing ovation <laughs> yeah he does yeah, I okay. I like whenever I see Black Panther 2 um I always feel very I don't know nostalgic cuz you don't yeah. get that you don't get that all the time like almost like you want to cry. Yeah, so, same. Cuz you see your like indigenous people I feel like are never put at the forefront and so yeah just that story I think is is very nice and refreshing to see and also like the plot of the story like of the the conflict between two countries of people who have been traditionally oppressed so yeah, yeah. that's another another that's a, another topic that i think we can also talk about so yeah sure. <laughs> yeah and even when you're talking about an indigenous identity i feel like i don't know at least for me like this is off topic now <laughs> but um yeah reconciling with that part of um identity because for me personally I I'm, I identify as a mixed race person um in terms of just because I'm like I don't I I can't I'm when I basically I've determined this because I'm like when I go in a room full of white folk um they 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 know I'm not they're like you're not white <laughs> they ask me what I am <laughs> or where I'm from <laughs> and so I'm like yeah they probably ask me that not because of my whatever Spanish colonization side it's because the other the indigenous yeah part so yeah I, I identify as a as a mixed race person of like both indigenous and european descent um, yeah because i'm like i'm not i'm also not like a, on the darker side of the spectrum of course so yeah just recognizing that and even then i know some people like especially in the united states they're like oh like we're you're, you're just native american at that point for me i've come it's been hard to recognize that not because i because I love looking at those cultures, but I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the indigenous tribes that exist in Latin America. Because yeah. people that look like me or people that from my background also um, assist in, in oppressing them and have continued to like capitalize on, on their cultures in the sense now, especially with tourism. So I'm just like, I, I don't know that in the grand scheme of stuff, especially because for me, like my Latin American culture is still really present that I can fully identify as like, yeah, like I'm just indigenous. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole another topic. That that is a whole other topic. But <laughs> again, I guess we want to closing remarks again yeah. of the yeah. topic. I um, guess yeah. yeah, seeing more more stories that are not struggle love, and I hope that mm, if you guys have like if you're in a position of power that you can include us in uh, like the Latino Latin community into your into your plots. Um, yeah, because I feel like we need it. <laughs> We need it uh, to appreciate our, our the men in the community more, us as individuals and as a culture. Because I feel like a lot of times people try to take step away from that, especially once they move to the U.S. They try to assimilate, which is that's a whole another experience. Because you you don't assimilation kind of helps you better adapt and navigate. I would say this country, so that's it's it's fully understandable in some ways. Yeah, yeah, um, that's my. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I think I said it before, but the last thing I will say, I don't think we have to rely on directors to put us in movies. Yeah. Um, Because there was a whole, like, thing against Lin-Manuel Miranda for, like, In the Heights. Yeah. And as much as I think 
we should be put on movies and directors should take that responsibility. I also think that we have power and people who are artists have that ability to share brown people through books, through animation. You can animate on your tablet, on your phone. It could be as simple like stuff like that. And you can share your story. And the other thing I want to say too is young boys are such a, I don't know, because I also have a boy and I grew up with a lot of women. So I know like what it's, I guess I don't know what it's like, but it wasn't until I actually got into a relationship and started to talk to this person about being a man and also seeing my son that I didn't start to realize that men and my dad too and my brother, I didn't see how much of a disadvantage they were. I wish I like, that's why I said like, I wish men like give them some grace. I don't think, I don't know. It's complicated. I mean, yeah, we need to work on it. We just, yeah. they're individuals too. They're human beings too. Like we just can't be like, fuck them. Like they've yeah. always been like this. They're oppressing us. Cause they're still there. Like we, we still need them. <laughs> they're yeah, our dads, our brothers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just gotta, we I think we gotta fix on some it. Grace. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But yeah. Closing Any remarks. directors listening? Please. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, really though. Like, step up to the plate. Like, it's yeah. 2023. Like, the, the curious... I mean, I know there's stories about little boys, so I know you can write them. Yeah. Please do. So, yeah. That's, that's it. I mean, there's a lot of work to be do- done for sure. And I think both men and women should be allowed to dream. We want more Latino love stories, even if they're bad. I don't care if they're bad. But no, as long yeah, as they're good. <laughs> we don't have to be good all the time. Because I feel like that's another thing that, that they have a lot of pressure to produce stuff that's good. But yeah. white people get shitty love stories. So we deserve it too. The Hallmark movies. Yeah. Yeah, it should be yeah. as, as normal as that, I think, for sure. Yeah. So yeah that's our episode for, for today on Latin Day Love Stories. And so, yeah, we hope to continue having conversations on on things we talked about today, like in, indigeneity, other things we touched on. We were like, this is off topic. So, yeah, continue to listen. <laughs> Bye. Bye. listening to our stories and our vision if what we have mentioned is interesting to you we hope that you join our conversation by tuning in to Latin con Orgullo nos vemos en el próximo episodio adiós